gonna go back to marriage and get part two of that. And uh, we don't have that much time left, but shit, we had a good conversation going. So, ugh, I'm not gonna start with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my uh, <laughs> list there. Uh, let's talk about growing together versus growing apart. Um, I mean, that's, that's something that would happen. I think everybody in here is at least 15 years in the game. Uh, we talked about last week, I'm 24. Cool is a long time. Quasi is 22. Uh, Nikki, I think, is 22. Crump, how many? Uh, going on 17. There you go. Lou, you what, 15 or 17? 15. Right, and Chuck is, is uh, in a relationship now. But you did 10. You did 10 and then you got paroled, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you want to... Yeah, that's right. That's a good way to... So, <laughs> we're going to go with ladies first. Let's talk about growing together versus growing apart. Uh, Nick, what's your take on that? Um... It takes it takes work, and it requires you to be friends. Because I'm most certainly not the same person that he married, and he's not the same person that I married, right? And so, when you love somebody, there's a there's a certain level of um, accepting them for who they are, loving them, and not um, their identity. And so, when you love them and you make a commitment that that you know is us, it's us, ride or die. It, 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 it allows you to grow differently and respect those differences because we most certainly are not the same people that we started out to be. And I'm, I'm sure there are things about me that he can't stand in this incarnation of Nikki, right? And I still really like him a lot. So there's, but there are things about him like, I wish you didn't do that anymore. I wish you went back to how you used to be. But if I got stuck there, right? We wouldn't be able to laugh and play Monopoly. You know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't be able to, and and I had to be able to accept changes and also say that our marriage doesn't have to look like other people's marriage. And that's the hard part because everybody's keeping up with the Joneses, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody want to laugh at um, Jada and Will, but what they got works for them, right? They're part well, they, of- Well, they are rich as fuck too. But you know what? The dynamic that they have has nothing to do with their income, right? They have learned, I'm, I'm ride or die with you. And I know poor people are ride or die in the wrong situations, right? And they also have changed their dynamics. I know poor people who have changed the dynamic and they're happy. And it doesn't have to be swingers, or, you know, it doesn't have to be open marriage. It just has to be, we do what we do. And it doesn't have, especially when you look at the Bible. Look at the Bible, it's like five or six, maybe 20 different types of marriages there. So the idea to think that there's only one way for a marriage to be successful is a very Eurocentric way, ideology of, of, of coupleship, right? Coupling, right? And so I think that part of growing together is allowing people to become whole, holy who they are, and still loving them despite the things that um, might not attra be attractive to you, right? Yeah, yeah. I want somebody to love me when I got, because I got these little belly rolls. I was, I had a little flat one back in the day. Now it's not. Praise the Lord. He still likes me. <laughs> That's good stuff. Prompt to pick it up. What you got? Growing together versus growing apart. Well, uh, I think, I mean, I agree with a lot of what, what, what Nikki said. I think that um, it does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. Um, and because uh, at some point, you know, you start, you start drifting and it's up to you both to both y'all to kind of try to put it back and get back on track. 
Um, and that, especially when you've been with someone for a while, it can get to that point. And I think that it, it, it comes in cycles. I mean, it might be a situation where you, you, even during your marriage, there's, you know, three months on, three months off where things are going well. And then all of a sudden things are drifting and then you've got to go back and work it and try to get it back on. Um, and because marriage, that's, I think that's the hardest part of when Mary is trying to, is trying to get that back, get things back on track to where they were before, because you're always going to be drifting off to the side. And so are you willing to work at it to where you, you get back on track? And uh, some people aren't, some people are. And I think that probably determines the success of the marriage because it's not going to be, you know, it's like life. Life is not a straight line. It's a, it's a zigzag. It goes right, left, beyond right, beyond left. And then hopefully you get to a destination and that's, that's what marriage is really. And so I think that um, a lot of people, especially um, I think our, maybe started with our generation, maybe younger or whatever. I think that it was, it's so easy to give up, you know, to give up when things start going right, start going astray. Um, because we're in a microwave society where everything is like, I want this now. And if you can't do it right now, then I'm going to go somewhere else and get someone who can't give it to me right now. When really the, the situation should be, all right, damn, it's drifting. So now how do I pull that, pull that steer back over to the left to get it back? And it, that steer doesn't have any, um, you know, steering fluid. So it's hard. I got to work my muscles to get that thing over on back on track. And so, um, I don't think we people talk about that too much, but I think that's that's where, I mean, that's essentially how it has to be if you want to be successful. And by no means, I, I, it's not easy. Gotcha. Lou, what's up? Um, I think what's been said is, is, is true. Um, I think one of the things that I, I've learned is, um, this goes through, um, beyond just growing apart and think, and um, it's communication and compromise. Um, at her core, like uh, Nikki said before, we're both uh, have transformed a little bit. At the core, we're still the same people. Um, and that's who I committed to 15 years ago. Um, so that's my ride or die. Um, and if she communicates something to me, it's uh, some genuflection that has to be going on with me saying, okay, she's, this is her perspective on it. Might not be mine, but let me, let me take a step back and, and, and absorb that and process it. And if, you know, I say that's my ride or die and I got to live it. So, you know, it might take some work. It might not be my, um, you know, my optimal, this is what I want. Uh, I think we touched on this uh, last episode. Um, my five out of five, my 10 out of 10. She's as close as I've gotten to, to a, a perfect score. So, And she's a wife. She's, yo, this is uh, something I haven't, I'm not going to go too deep into it. But when people say, for better or for worse, Good health or worse, a lot of motherfuckers gotta wait till the end of you know towards the end of life to find out if that person is that is gonna do that for them. Unfortunately, I was put in situation earlier than most where the chick was there 
riding for me hard, uh, unquestionable, like a soldier. This chick tell me, Lou, you bugging. <laughs> I got to fucking listen. Um, and, and I expect the same for her. And we've had, we've had conversations like that, and that's all it is. It's a conversation and willing to listen. And, and uh, if you're dedicated, you make the change. Nobody's asking, nobody's asking anybody to become someone that they're not. Um, it's just see what I'm saying and, and, and walk with me. That's all, that's all that's being said. That's what's up. Quasi, give me something. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think anybody, again, who's been in this game over a decade knows that it's in and out. You know, it's ebbs and flows to marriage. And, and you know, pretty much, again, like everyone said, I'm going to wind up reiterating it. It's a lot of work. It's a commitment. Um, and you have to dig in. And, and we all have changed and evolved over the years. Um, you know, I, I know for me, I look to, like Lou said, the core of who my wife was then to who she is now, how that hasn't changed. Um, and then to the changes that she has made, I've had to learn to live with it like she had to learn, learn to live with my changes because I'm not the happy-go-lucky, easy-going, crazy that I used to be, you know. As a matter of fact, I, I, I call myself an honorary motherfucker these days. So, you know, I know I'm different and uh, she's had to deal with it. And I think anybody who gets to any kind of longevity in their marriage have gone through ups and downs, made it through some very great times and some very rough times, uh, but you continue to push on uh, to, 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 to do well by you all individually, to you all as a couple, to your family. Now, Chuck, you might have a little bit of a different perspective, but you may not. Give me what you got, man. Well, I, it's just a little um, – man, I, again, applaud all you you all for being in your marriages for such a long time. Um, you know, one thing that Nikki has said is just like she, she pointed out that you just got to like me. And uh, – and, and, and that's very important. You know, I, I think in relationship and partnerships or whatever you, situationships, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's that you just like a person. Um, you know, all of us on this line right now, we like each other, you know, and everybody is not the same and everybody's different, but we like each other and we can talk and we, we're going to respect one another and we're going to, uh, uh, have discipline to just listen. And uh, so in my relationship right now, and I, and I thank you for recognizing that, Carl, uh, I think that it's just we like one another. We're just enjoying life just liking one another. Uh, we're not, yeah, we could pull the trigger. Yeah, it's not hard to pull the trigger, to sign the paper, to get the license, whatever you got to do. Uh, that have a uh, she had the extravagant wedding. It's it's nothing I can do to really impress her. But the one thing I'm doing to impress her is liking her and giving her what her what she wants. And I'm in return, I'm getting what I want. So my relationship is is great. 
It's That's great. Shit. So I'm gonna go back to something Nikki said to start out with. She said, "Uh, this work." And to me, I, I disagree slightly with that because, like, for me, anybody that knows me, they know I'm the same dude that I was when I was 17. I've not had any growth in life. <laughs> I'm, I'm still equally immature in England as I was when I first got to college. Um, so for my wife, she still is dating this, you know, 20 year old boy. Um, and I, I mean, I guess it was some work in there, or whatever. But I guess to me, you know, uh, we just had to grow with each other, you know, and just kind of deal with life as it comes and just kind of roll with the punches. So we were able to grow together. And I think a lot of it helped that I had to travel 80% of the time for a good portion of my marriage. I think that was useful. And, uh, but luckily, you know, now we've been pressed together for this COVID shit, uh, stuck in the house together for the last six months. I think we actually like each other for real. <laughs> so, um, moving on. Um, I got a list here that I'm going through. So if you wonder why I'm like looking up in space and trying to figure out the, the right topic to hit as we move on, what is the hardest part of marriage? You know, dealing with pet peeves, that kind of thing. Let's talk about what's the hardest part to deal with. Uh, for me, oh, shit, let me think. Yeah, nothing. My wife is perfect. There's nothing hard to deal with. My wife watches the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to kick it off again to uh, the lady in the house. You know, we're going to kick it off ladies first. The hardest part for me was uh, marrying, to a, marrying into a family that was such a very small unit. And mm -hmm. I'm from a very big family, right? My mother was the youngest of 14. So, like, I guess in the 70s, I had about 200 cousins, first cousins, right? And so I come from a big, big, big family that's always kind of, not in everybody's business, but just, like, always around, right? He comes from, he's the only child. And um, so there's a grandmother, the mom, and the aunt. And the aunt never had any children. Oh, wow. So it was, like, 1950, 1970, and then to my daughter, 1999, Right? And that's the entire family. And so there's this dynamic where I kind of come into a space requiring, requiring attention that they were getting. And the conflict, and he used to be in the, in the middle of it. So that was the most difficult thing because what I was not going to do is not get what, what I need, right? But at the same time, I'm looking at him and his spaces, like in his, his, his space that he, and with his support system, and they're upset because he can't give them the same energy or he can't receive the same energy that they used to try and give them, you know, because they want to take, I want to do, because that's, that's, they're essentially, they all went together, you know, that was their yeah. boyfriend, you know what I'm saying? Um, how we were able to kind of compromise is that he still allows me to be Nikki, and the things that I can't get from him, I get from my friends, right? And so I have a lot of masculine energy around me. So Luca called me, because I count Lou as one of my close friends. He could call me at 12 o'clock at night. And my husband's not going to look at me sideways. He was like, Nikki's talking to one of her morals brothers. That's just what it is. And he allows me that space because I allow him that space to be what he needs to be to his family. And, but we had to grow to that because I'm telling you, the early years, I was just like, how can I do this? And then, you know, they would say things and I would take it to the hilt, right? <laughs> like, I know they didn't mean it that way, but I, I was going to take it the worst way that it could have been meant, right? Yeah, and vice versa, vice versa. Like, you know, there was a lot of horrible conflict, right? 
horrible. But now, I mean, I trust them with my life. But it took a it took a moment to get there. We had to, and it's still it's still at any given moment they can fall into these patterns. But um, the hardest thing is just trying to figure out our rhythm, what works for us, and works for the things that we need. Those relationships outside of our circle, the two of us, even with our daughter, because my daughter, I'm a daddy's girl, and my daughter's a daddy's girl. So I understood their relationship. I didn't like it because now my boyfriend, my husband. You know, number one, daddy, right? Yeah, I got a separate. I'm, I'm fighting with another girl. So it's all of those intricacies. It's the relationships are the hardest things for me. Yeah, see, I'm a little different. Like for me, my wife comes first. My daughter comes second. But for my wife, I'm okay with my daughter coming first for her and me coming second. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to take care of the wife. wife got to take care of the baby. But, you know, there might still be some old school shit. Ladies, please don't drag your pet. Quasi, come on again, man. Tell me something. <laughs> well, hey, man, I think uh, to Nikki's point, I'm going to use just kind of the global word dynamic, man. I mean, dynamics plays such a huge part, given family size, you know, uh, the parental background with people. Um, when kids come into play, you know, you just mentioned, Carl, about, you know, how it kind of defers in your house. I mean, biblically speaking, it's always supposed to be husband and wife, but there are marriages and situations where, you know, the mother does make the child a priority, you know, and that's, I know that was one of the challenges that I had, not that I was hating against my kids, but you, you know, when you're used to being your wife's priority and all of a sudden that shifts, that's an adjustment, especially if you're young and you aren't anticipating changes like that. So the biggest challenges I have is just, I've seen is just the various dynamics and how, depending on what stage you are in your life, how it impacts you because uh, kids are game changer, you know? Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Your kids change the game. Uh, your career could be going on as a dynamic. Your if your if your spouse is the only child, like my wife is the only child, Nikki. So I can appreciate that. You know what I mean? Where I grew up with siblings. You know what I mean? And and so the relationship dynamics are always kind of changing, and you have to be ready uh, for those changes. You know when they occur. Uh, to be able to, you know, best handle them. Uh, the other thing I'll say real quick is something I just kind of came up lately was we've all had, well, I'm going to say we, I'm going to say me best. I guess fairy tales of what I thought marriage was like. The reality is, man, whether we are first generation marriage or not, um, there's no written book on what a successful marriage is and what works for anyone, you know, and, uh, what works in my household works for me. It's like what works in your household works for you. And so uh, I say that to say no one should look at somebody else's marriage and, and, and judge it and say, well, so-and-so's marriage is doing well because they've done this. Because you don't know what it took to get to 22 years, 24 years, or however long anybody's been married. So, uh, so dynamics is the key to me being able to manage that. That's what's up, Lou. You look like you could put together four or five real crisp bullet points and then looking off in space. Drop it on me real fast, man. Yeah. I don't know about the hardest. There's been certain things that have been effort, required effort. Um, 
one of the things, I don't know how much stock you guys put in for the uh, personality types, but my wife and I are on the opposite ends. I'm an introvert. Um, I don't need to be around a whole lot of people. Um, she's the opposite. She's an extrovert, likes to be out, likes to go out and be with her friends. Um, it's probably really hard to adjust this, communicate. I let her, uh, I want her to go out and, and be who she is. Um, but it, is, it was an adjustment earlier in um, wanting that attention, more that attention with, with me. Um, another thing that, that was hard um, was dealing with uh, finances um, and navigating how we were going to handle uh, the finances. Um, she was a, uh, or is a only child, comes from a different perspective, um, where I was the oldest with two, two younger sisters. So my perspective was different. Um, but I, I wouldn't say anything was extremely hard. It's just part of, part of the game. Um, yeah, that's just one thing. Like with me and my wife, we're kind of opposites as well. But she's more the introvert. I'm more the extrovert. So, you know, it's not uncommon for us to go to an event around some of her, uh, some of her friends, especially ones that haven't met me. And she'll have to prep some shit like, hey, y'all, this is my husband, Carl. He's crazy as hell. And, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which I don't understand why she has to do that shit. Like, why well, I got to come with instructions and shit. You know what I'm saying? Manual. And yeah. yeah, exactly, right? And then, like, you know, we go. I think our biggest thing is allergies. She sneezes 600 times a day. And um, we, man, we, I need to buy stock and clean that shit, shit. And then uh, finances, because, like, we think different about money. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, it's, it's, I believe money is to be spent and enjoyed. She believes money is to be saved. Right. So that definitely creates a conflict, but, you know, I got us living in old, you know, Wakanda on the lake, so, you know, you can't complain too much, you know what I'm saying? It's I mean, working. That's, that's exactly what I was, what I didn't verbalize, but that's the, that's the same scenario. There you go. Yeah, Nick, I think you got a, you got a comment you about to chime in, Nikki? About the excitement? Oh, my, um, my dad. Yeah, like, in this podcast, you can just say, you just get it out there. You gotta find your nook and just get in. My my dad told me that like when when you know right before I met my husband actually he was like look most women look for eighty five percent excitement and fifteen percent stability. They love the guy that's popping. They love the guy that's fly. But then they'll be uh, they'll have he used to say they'll have ten kids with twelve baby daddies like because you're looking for the excitement. You need to look for somebody who's 85% st stability and 15% excitement. So who's going to be very, like, um, steadfast. You can trust them. You can all it this way. And people, when you're looking for a partnership, that's important. You don't just follow the love, right? And um, when I find my husband, who's an amazing guy, amazing, amazing guy. He's an introvert, like everybody's, but I'm an extrovert. No. But he provides me the stability that I need, I require to be able to, and I also ha have um, hypothyroidism, a really severe um, case of that. So while I'm super excited like this, 
by the time I get in the house, I'm almost comatose. Like I gotta fall asleep. Like I, I, I like I'm, I work, 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 work hard so I can pass out. And he takes care of everything. And had I gone with like a mirror personality, I wouldn't have someone who could um, identify where where the, the those genteel places in my life that I need. So that's how. That's so, what's up. So Nikki, so Nikki, if he if he if he didn't, you said. I'm not really clear uh, uh, what you're trying to say. So, uh, are you are you saying that you need someone Chuck, that can hold take on, care? You te- did you step away from the camera? I am dog? saying, I am saying, I need somebody to make my food for me, my dinner, uh, take care of me, to make sure that the things oh, that I need. To no, I can yeah. I can pay for myself, but I okay. need someone to take care of me. Like he 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 spoils me he pampers me and i don't mean necessarily financially he just takes care of my emotional needs and okay. um he makes sure that um if i need certain things to feel safe that those things are provided but far as financial things like that i mean we we're partners and um i mean no i'm just i'm just i'm just totally trying to understand the perspective of a woman because it's it's not one perspective of a woman Mm-mm. I live in Brooklyn. There's not one particular. No, 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 no. But you're, just, you're, 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 you're a woman, and I'm, we're gonna respect that. We all respect <laughs> it. You're, you're a woman with brothers on here. You're, you're the only woman, and, and, and right now, and she holding this shit like, down too. Yeah, yes, she is. And then it's like, like champion. We are. All the way alphas. You're dealing with alphas. You gotta. You you you're dealing with a bunch of alphas right now. And uh, hey, nigga, we cute. Uh, I, I was I was trying to let that slide a few times. Yeah, <laughs> alpha <Yeah>. males. <laughs> Shit. Watch your mouth, son. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna speak for. I'm not gonna speak but, for. But guys, what he what what it happened? What he meant to say? What? Yeah, I know. Males. <laughs> Strong male, but listen, the bros rule this man. Come on, yeah. <laughs> no, but at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we we spoke on it before. Uh, is is that I'm gonna ask the question to you, Nikki? If you did not like him, and he still provided all those stabilities, would you still stay with him? No. Still would would you still would would you still would be with him she one right no, now, brother? No. <laughs> oh, okay. She said no. I'm a Belmanite. I'm fly as fuck. I can get another man anytime. You know what I'm saying? He's really amazing. You know, even with his shortcomings, he's still way better than that's my guy. And he's my guy because he's proven himself. To be so, it starts off with the fifteen eighty five percent, but now like it's 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 in the fifty fifty, it's the sixty five forty five, is waves, and yeah. but I'm always his, he's always mine, right? Mm. And if I make way more money than he does, he's still the king of the house. Ooh, I walk, wow. I, Ooh. I, to, wow. I get did I get out, get out of cab to come home. I never have to go in my bag to get my keys. I ring the doorbell or I make a phone call. He opens the door for me just in case I go in my bag and someone come get me. And so there's a level of safety. There's a level of comfort. And there's a level of faith and trust and love that he has. And he's my guy. He's my friend. You know? 
So, Nick, but he gonna Nick, tell me what Nick, to do. You know, you know, so hang on, so hang on. That needs to be the bite. That needs to be the bite. Yeah, that's gonna bring Nick, so much you, you, to the subscribers, right you, there. What you took, Cuckoo? What are you talking about? No, no, no. Chuck is giving in, good insight, good material to edit and cut and add to. That right there, but he doesn't tell me what to do. And he doesn't tell he doesn't regulate me. He does he I'm in Atlanta at least four times a year. Am I not, Lou? I'm I I go to that's L true. I'm in Delaware. Well, you know, you, yeah, yeah. I'm, but you I'm know, Nick, I'm, hold on. You know what, Nikki? That's some spelling shit. Cause you talking about how he cooks for you and all that shit. See, my wife has tricked my ass into doing all the cooking, right? And it used to oh, be I would Hold on, wait. Usually I would cook and then she would clean up the kitchen, right? Play the eight ball right there. That's why you hear the eight ball. So, wait, hold on. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the last few on. weeks, she didn't get to the point now where I cook and she don't clean. That's what she's doing. They call me just like this. Listen, listen, no, listen call me, call, call me, call me, call me. I'm saying, in her defense, man, call me. Listen, man, you have an amazing wife. And you said something on the last show, right? That What's that? that, that, that the, the last episode, she gives you a lot of free reign to do you, right? And Carl, think about it. I can cook for the first lady and wash. How many, how, what are you washing? Let's go. Three plates and a couple of bowls. Well, we put this in the dishwasher, man. I'm talking about the fucking pots and shit. But yeah, I get your point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Carl? Come on, man. Wait, 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 so we're talking about what? That's, 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 you know, you, 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 we math guys quantify that. What? We're talking about six, seven minutes, ten minutes? Yeah, I got you. But, you know, like you, you said, she me? does give me the ability to go out and, you know, yeah. hunt, roam, Wakanda. You have, you know you have married the, it, so, you know. the best one for you in your life. Facts. For me, damn, so damn right. Real Bro, talk. I feel you, Michelle. I love you, baby. And the reality is that she may be the best person for you today. And there may be another oh, no, no, thing, but no, she's no, 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 just listen to me. Let me step in for that. Lifetime. It's reason season lifetime. Forever. I know a lot of there, yes, we may always be forever. It may the relationships may change. I God forbid, right? But sometimes we when people get divorced, right? We make them feel bad because they're not a part of the club and they didn't make it. Life True. is like that where everything is not supposed to always be the same. Right. And some people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And there are times when that person was a great wife and a perfect person for me during this part of my life. No longer are they required or they need to be. And when you look at look at Paul, if you look at the book of Acts, he started out with a certain crew, right? Barnabas and all of them. Then it was Timothy. Then it was and sometimes you gotta come through. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Some people come in your life and they might still be important, but not in the same way that they were. And Nikki, I don't. I, what type of spiritual connection you have with your husband right now, currently? Um, he my guy. Like, and God is our guy. Huh? I mean, when I ask that question, do you guys spiritually, do you guys study together or do you guys share the same views or is it conversation about we, spirituality? We, so, so we have conversations. We're both history people, right? Which is great no. because I'm like a, the, I'm a theological preacher. I like the early church. I like to look at stuff like that. So we connect there. He works at the church, right? I preach at the church, right? So we have, he listens to my sermons before I preach. I'm not the pastor, but you know, and so we have a, because we work at the church, um, our prayer life, we both, do, we do those separately. Um, our study life, 
We don't study together. I don't even know if he studies. And that's all right, because Moses didn't have a Bible. Neither yeah. did Jesus. You know what I'm saying? He has a relationship with he he has a relationship with God that I admire because he does things, he doesn't care about the hellfire. Right? He does things because that's the right thing to do. Right? So he operates with a, a connection to God that I learn so much more. Even when I'm reading the scriptures, I'm inspired by him living scripture, right? And so he and I vibe on that because I believe in the marginal. I believe in the people that hate going to church. I preach to them, you know? And so you don't, we don't need, we sit and we talk about real life stuff and we talk about um, charity. Um, and mm. we, we talk about um, being generous of, of spirit. And mm -hmm. we watch battle rap together and we DJs for me, you know, like, and, and so our, our, that's spiritual to me. So, um, my, my spiritual practice is different than a lot of people because I don't want to, I'm not never going to beat him in the head with the Bible, but by osmosis, he lives Bible for me. Right. And so there's been that's plenty of time, plenty of time. He'll remind me of a scripture that I think he wasn't listening to. Right. And actually, I've been silent because I've been learning a lot just listening to y'all. Um, oh, you've been learning shit. Yeah, I, I, I actually have, man. And I'm glad. Me too. Real talk, me too. Nigga, thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, one thing that she brought to the table that we had not talked about with marriage is the spiritual part. And, um, you know, I can say, like, with respect to my own marriage. My wife is a very spiritual person and I'm not, you know, um, I'm not as spiritual. I, I think it's important. Um, I do believe in God and all that, but I'm not the same. I'm not, I don't have the same foundation. Uh, I won't say I don't have the same foundation, but I have, I don't have as strong a foundation as my wife does. And I think that spiritual connection probably that definitely needs to be there in a marriage in some form or another, not necessarily with God. It can be in other forms of what happened. Um, so I, I say that, that, you know, just listening to everybody, I've been able to learn uh, some perspectives that I hadn't really thought about. And especially, you know, Nikki talking about one of the things she said was the 15% the stability versus the 85% excitement. I wish we could talk about that a little bit more because I think there is a, as a conversation in and of itself. Um, but in any event, man, to close it out, man, I think that um, we covered a lot. I think that, um, I think the general consensus is, is that we've all got many years in this game. Um, we know what it takes, or we know the struggles that we all endure. Um, and it is not, it is by no means over, right? We're still, we're only halfway there, wherever there is. And so hopefully we continue um, to work on our stuff. Hopefully we continue to be blessed to have marriages uh, to, to, that will be prolonged. Um, um, but it is sometimes it's not, it may be not be in the cards for us, but that's okay. Um, but I think that um, everybody, man, at the end of the day is blessed, man, because you at some point, including myself, have somebody who gives a shit about your ass. You know, y'all niggas shit stink. I, I've been around some y'all niggas. Y'all niggas stink, man. And so if you got somebody that's out there and that actually gives a shit about your ass, man. You that's the key right there. You Absolutely, Jay. That's the Everybody key. Everybody shit stink. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, that's a good, uh, good uplifting word at the end, brother. 
Uh, let me make let me, let me make sure I get Wop playing in the background again. Hey, first of all, uh, to our our first guest, Little Nicky Philly, we love you as you know, sis, and we really uh, appreciate you coming on and, and blessing us today. Uh, your insight was amazing, and your commentary was was useful. And this is gonna be one of our best episodes. So we can thank I can't thank you enough for coming on today, and I, we appreciate your time. Uh, so hey. We done. Go out there. If you had a list of WAP, get on it. You know what I'm saying? Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with another, uh, some more exciting content. Uh, hey, you know, go to thehouse94.com, the house 94 podcast, IG, Twitter, shit, all of that. Go check it out. Give us our comments and uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. And with that, Rue, we out. Peace. Rue, Rue. <laughs>platform grows uh you know it, 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 you know when you know egos take over you know it, it's happening it happens to charlemagne the god uh it's happened to several platforms that have grown they have women involved and uh they they disrespect the, they, they cross the, the boundary and uh and they disrespect the perspective of the woman and black women and we don't, we don't, we don't want to do that because we adore our Spelman sisters. Indeed. I mean, prove I, it. And I, th- I think that that's one of the things that um, made me even really want to be, um, at least come on as a guest is because um, even with, even with the, the commentary, even with some of the like very, very male oriented conversation, right? I understand that there is a level of safety that you guys have for black women. And, oh, yeah. um, and yeah. when, even when we in that um, Morehouse Spelman group on Facebook, right? Yeah. There's losers in there too. The, yeah. the overwhelming predominance are people who, if I was at Freaknik or if I was at Black Daytona Beach, Black, black Weekend, Black House Weekend, I know if nobody, if there's no other, my Morehouse brother's gonna get happy. One hundred, right? and, and so I think that even you the found us. You found a safe space. You out like that, yeah. Let me tell you how we were. We were walking um, in Daytona, and one of the girls was with us. Um, she had real like big breasts, a bikini on though, and an orange, bright orange. So we walked. This guy, we don't know him. Oh, sharp, oh, 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 she got them. Wall, uh, she got them pumpkins. Wall, and he took his belt off, and he started spanking her. Right, and. Y'all know Marcus Dawson? Yeah. yeah. Marcus mm-hmm. came over there like, and was like, yo, what is, and was ready to fight. Like, and we didn't even know, he, he was saw us from like the other side. He saw that shit and he just cut it out. And that was my freshman year. And that was before Freaknik. So I just knew from that space that I could go anywhere in, in the world. And if there's a Morehouse man there and they identify me, then I'm safe.